circuit. The process of elimination in this competition. Pinfall, submission, or count-off. There is no poison, no creation, and no medicine to cure what we have. It takes a certain kind of man. That's the kind of man you are looking at. It takes a certain kind of man. That's the kind of man you are looking at. From the ashes of the Datafight Media Network and the ruins of half a lifetime spent speaking truth to power, this is Alan John's Ring of Tyranny. Alan Johns uh, here with you today after a wild week of wrestling. Back after one week, like I promised. Uh, again, I'm sorry for breaking that promise before, and I can't promise uh, completely that I won't break it again. You know, these things kind of come up. Uh, your your son's wedding might come up. Uh, a space alien laughing over your show, so you have to re-record it over and over again, uh, laughing like this. <laughs> that might come up as well if you'd like me to explain. I mean, I've explained this before, but maybe for the new listeners, uh, I used to run a media empire. Uh, some would call it conspiracy theorizing, but we called it truth-telling. Uh, em- media empire uh, called the uh, the Datafight Media Network, and I was its emperor for almost a decade, and we had a, a large, growing audience in our small little area of Base County. Uh, we had a fan base. Uh, things were going pretty good. We we're telling the truth. Uh, you know, it's the kind of thing some people might compare it to Alex Jones. Uh, of course, I don't really, I don't really uh, approve of that comparison because I'm not crazy. Enough to think that uh, Datafight even reached uh, the first rung of the ladder of which uh, InfoWars and Alex Jones would be at the top in the truth-telling community. Now, I wasn't exactly the same as Alex Jones. I'd like to think I was a little different. I'd like to think I was a little unique, offering something that not uh, every truth, quote-unquote, truth-teller out there offered. You know, some of these guys like to hit a niche and then try to sell you their vitamins and their t-shirts and, and whatever. But, uh, uh, anyway, it was all going good. We had a growing audience in Bates County. We had, a, a forums were on fire. People talking to each other about gun ownership, about, uh, just all kinds of things, uh, that, that you talk about in these kind of communities. Uh, it was, of course, interrupted, though, by, a uh, space alien who called himself Skinner. Uh, he affected an accent, like a, a cowboy accent, came into our town as a skinhead, and put together kind of an insurgent group to rise up against me and take over. Now, he took away my voice. That's what was Skinner apparently listened to my show in outer space, did not like it so much that he had to come here and take my voice away for two years. So I didn't have a voice. Uh, we got out of Dodge. We, uh, I'm, I'm coming to you somewhere from Texas. I'd rather not be specific, but it's from our organic farming operation uh, that 
once this happened and Skinner stole my voice, I mean, his, his little insurgent group disbanded and he disappeared, of course. He was just laughing uh, about uh, ruining my show. And uh, then, you know, the voice came back. Uh, this was a few months ago. And my wife and I talked and decided that I could return to broadcasting. I wanted to return to broadcasting. I'm a born broadcaster. I've got it in my bones. I've got it in my blood. And I wanted to come back. So we uh, we agreed that it would be okay for me to come back as long as I kind of still eased off of the politics. Which, you know, my whole life I heard. Um, but didn't really resonate until my voice was stolen by a space alien posing as a skinhead. So, uh, I'm back, we're back, and I'm coming to you with news and opinion regarding, uh, WWE and wrestling, which, uh, in my opinion, is the only thing that even comes close to the entertainment value and the overall stimulation that truth-telling and truth research brings. Um... <laughs> a couple things I want to correct. Oh, oh, by the way, uh, if you hear laughter, weird, spooky laughter on this show, I apologize. We have tried and tried to record. Uh, I believe it is Skinner, the alien, coming back. He probably heard uh, the show out there in outer space, wherever he does. I, I guess he doesn't have a job. I guess he has a lot of time on his hands. I don't really know how time works on other planets, but but this alien guy, he's interrupting my show with laughter, and I apologize. It's going to happen. It'll cut in and out. He kind of cuts me off. Uh, but anyway, we're just going to have to get through it. There's nothing we can do about it. My my producer, Bernie Brasito, he, he has been working tirelessly to get around this, but we just can't. So, we put the last episode out, I heard it, there wasn't as much laughter as I thought there would be, but who knows, this one could be worse. Anyway, thank you for sticking around, and hopefully you will come back again, regardless of the space alien weird laughter and the mistakes that I make. I want to apologize, first off, uh, I made a couple of mistakes, uh, a couple episodes, I said Roman Reigns' leukemia had gone into remission, it is of course the opposite, um, according uh, to the announcement anyway, and uh, last week, I... Made mention, I even titled the episode Surviving the Game. Well, Surviving the Game, I was getting confused with the movie Sniper. If you heard the last episode, I said, Tom Berenger, greatest actor this world has ever known, if you're asking this guy. And I stick by that. Tom Berenger is the most amazing actor. He is my favorite actor. But when I realized what I had done, I had never seen Surviving the Game. What I did was get it confused with the movie Sniper. If you've seen the movie Sniper, uh, I think it's very similar. I'm, I wouldn't know for sure because I've never seen Surviving the Game. I think some man watched it on his laptop once next to me on a plane, but I wasn't really paying attention. I fell asleep, and I was talking about the movie Sniper with Tom Berenger, where he snipes uh, random people in the woods. Anyway, uh, I've had a request from the producer, who is a big fan of movies himself. We've been talking about this for weeks, and we are going to give him a segment. It's called Bernie's Flick Picks. And, uh, he, uh, well, he was very upset about the surviving the game mishap because he's kind of a movie buff. So here it is, uh, before we get going, uh, well, let's hear it, Bernie. Uh, here's his segment, Bernie's, uh, flick picks. <laughs> Thanks, Alan. This is Bernie Prezito, your producer of Ring of Tyranny, uh, Alan's longtime friend and producer we decided to uh, maybe we should do some kind of uh, different segment on the show to give it some variety. So welcome to Bernie's Pick Flicks. This is where I review a movie 
And to give you a little backstory, I guess, I was playing like a lot of, I like to play video games. I'm not a big fan of jobs. So playing video games and watching movies uh, kind of fills that void. And I was playing a lot of video games for, um, I was playing a lot of Xbox 360 most recently. Um, but it got the red circle of death, which is the little red ring around your power button that uh, signals your Xbox 360 is dead. It's not going to work anymore. You don't get to play video games. So I don't have any money. I can't. The Harvey, kinda, Hurricane Harvey kind of messed us up. So I can't buy like an Xbox One just yet. And I kind of went back to my first love, which is movies. And I've been watching these movies on Pluto TV, which is a real cool app. If you like, if you have free time on your hands, just get your Pluto TV. You can watch Unsolved Mysteries and Hell's Kitchen and Kitchen Nightmares. They're like a 24-hour MST3K channel. And they play like a lot of good movies. So the movie we're reviewing this week is the Brady Bunch movie. If you're a child of the 90s like me, like you kind of grew up on this movie the Brady Bunch movie it's a parody of the 70s sitcom where um, the remarried couple has like six kids and a maid uh, Taggart uh, from Police Academy plays the maid's boyfriend Christine Taylor plays Marsha the cool the sister everyone loves the god the boss from Office Space plays the dad and Shelley Long uh, plays the mom and it's just as good as you remember. Like, the Bradys are transplanted. They, they, like, never changed from the 70s. And it's the 90s now with grunge and all this cool stuff around. And the Bradys are, like, all colorful and nice, and they don't really fit in. Jan is crazy in this movie. She's The actress is kind of the MVP. She's hilarious. She hears voices in her head. And Greg Brady sings a song at the talent show that's hilarious. If you have some free time, Get your Pluto TV and watch the Brady Bunch movie again, because it's still good. <laughs> well, thanks, Bernie, for that uh, that segment. Uh, like he said, uh, it's good. It's gonna it's gonna add a little bit of variety to the show, and I think that'll help offset, hopefully, offset the space alien laughter that has uh, invaded by an intergalactic uh, graffiti artist punk <laughs> named Skinner who likes to pretend. He's a he's a, a southern man with a deep uh, southern accent, even though he's an alien from outer space. Anyway, let's talk about the last week in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> so when we last spoke, Survivor Series was about to happen. War Games 2 was about to happen. And then it happened. And I, uh, I think War Games 2 was NXT pay-per-view of the year. If you want my opinion, it was NXT pay-per-view of the year. We started off with, uh, well... We started off with a little, actually, a little disqualification match that lasted for about 30 seconds with Matt Riddle and Cassius Ono. Cassius Ono uh, wanted to tell newcomer uh, Strutter Matt Riddle, uh, Stone Strutter Matt Riddle Pro, that he needed to kind of pay his dues. And I kind of agree. I don't really get the Matt Riddle thing. Uh, this guy looks like my son John, John Johns, uh, when he was 18 with the long hair and the baseball cap uh, with the straight brim and Sam Bro wearing flip-flops, uh, smoking pot, I assume. This is this guy's This is this guy's persona. And then he's dangerous in the ring. Well, that's weird. That is weird. I would be really weirded out if that guy could beat me up. And it looks like he can beat people up. He has beaten people up. But I, I just, you know, in, in my opinion, 
the the kid needs to uh, go to some after school tutoring or something. He he's a little a little too loose for my for my liking. And he beat Cassiusono. Um, I'd like to think Cassiusono was simply surprised, and he was so sad. Uh, he thought he could just beat this guy up, and he was simply surprised. And I hope Cassiusono gets another chance to beat this guy down because this starter boy saying bro and goofing around, he could use a good beating if you ask me. Be some sense into him. Be some seriousness into the boy. Anyway, we went on to NXT TakeOver, and it was pretty great. The match, uh, Shayna Baszler took on Kyrie Sane once again. There was some interference from the Force Horsewomen, and the story has progressed, and I love this story. This is this could be my favorite story of the year. Most people might uh, give that award to Gargano and Ciampa, which has been a great story. I love to I love Johnny Gargano, but this story with Baszler and Kyrie Sane uh, has been so dense since the Mayon Classic. They keep building and building, and now the four horsewomen are involved. Dakota Kai came in to save Kyrie Sane. It's really just great. Uh, Shayna and Kyrie are polar opposites. They're coming up together. I really enjoy it, uh, but unfortunately, I predicted wrong. Kyrie did not get her treasure back, and Shayna stood tall. Uh, she is such a bully, I guess. Uh, she's just that hard to beat. We went on to the Aleister Black and Gargano match, which was excellent. Um, sure, Gargano lost. I Perhaps, uh, I think I did predict that, but this match was great. Great, technically. I'm not the biggest fan of Aleister Black. A lot of people like it, but I don't really. I mean, you're satanic, and you're a good guy. I don't know. Anyway, so... Uh, then we had the Dream versus Tommaso Ciampa, and this match was excellent. This is going in my top five matches of the year. Dream versus Tommaso Ciampa. Dream was doing kind of the greatest hits of the WWE. He did the Hogan leg drop. He did the flare figure four on the on the turn on the post uh, against Tommaso Ciampa. I would like to see the, uh, this match happen again, but he didn't win, so there's not going to be a rematch. Uh, Lars Sullivan saying he wants the title on NXT this week, so maybe Lars Sullivan gets the next shot. I don't know. Maybe Gargano and Ciampa team up again. Maybe they start feuding again. Maybe Dream feuds with Aleister Black. I don't know. I was heartbroken when the Dream did not take home the belt. But hopefully he gets another chance because he is the Dream and uh, he is Velveteen and he does deserve it. He, he can be a great champion and I think he proved it this night even though he lost. Uh, next was the War Games match, which I forgot. There's been a little bit of criticism that this match was ridiculous. Well, I think this match was ridiculously great. And I think people, uh, need to lower their expectations a little bit. Not every match needs to top, uh, the best. I mean, what are you, are you managing a retail store where you need a better, you need more percentages every year in order to justify your existence? I mean, Roderick Strong's performance alone in this match was so incredible. What are you complaining about? This match was cool. Uh, there were some silly spots. I I mean, if Ricochet climbs up to the top of the cage and you're in it, get away from everybody. I, I don't understand why this keeps happening. They congregate under the guy that can do a thousand flips on his way down to the ground, and he did him. He did a thousand flips into everybody's head, and everybody scattered. But the War Raiders surprised me. They had a good showing. I was a little disappointed that Undisputed Era lost because... You know, Undisputed Era kind of seems like they shouldn't be winning. They kind of seem like a lot of hype, a lot of talk, but they're actually pretty dang good. Uh, Roderick Strong, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, baby, Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish had a great thing where he took his lock and locked uh, Pete Dunne, double-locked him in the cage, threw the key in the crowd, and then the wrath comes up to the lock opens the first one, and tries to key in the first one that I've had Bobby Fish just threw in the crowd. He tries it in the second lock, goes, 
this key doesn't work. Well, no crap, buddy. What are you even... Uh, just, anyway, this match was great. I thought it was a great time. I give it a B, and uh, I'd love to watch it again. It, it, to say that this match was horrible, because it didn't live up to your ridiculous expectations that every match you think needs to live up to. I mean, look past your nose, people. Not every match has to be the best. There can be solid matches that you can return to, and I think this match was a solid puzzle piece in the puzzle that was War Games 2 NXT TakeOver. That was the best NXT pay-per-view of the year, in my opinion. Let's go on to Survivor Series, which uh, was just... <laughs> what can you say? I mean, so we're counting the score. What does the score matter? Does anybody get a World Cup? Does Shane have to give his uh, best in the world Saudi Arabian World Cup to someone else? No. And uh, Ross swept SmackDown. Neither team said anything about it on the episodes this week. And, uh, you know, I mean, Survivor Series itself, I thought it was pretty entertaining. I'd give it about maybe a C plus, maybe a B minus. I don't know. There were some good matches in here. And there were some matches that were just kind of boring. And that's not a surprise. That's just the way WWE goes these days. The women's uh, Survivor Series match... <laughs> I can't even tell you what happened, but Nia Jax won. I love Nia Jax, so I was happy to see her win. Uh, there was a tag team battle royale before that I believe the New Day won, but SmackDown didn't get the credit. All oh, the Usos won it, but SmackDown doesn't get credit uh, because Vince thinks SmackDown's a B-show. I, I don't really know. Seth Rollins had to go against Nakamura, and uh, it was a little disappointing. Um just seemed like they weren't really totally into it. I mean, there's no stakes. The The stakes are fakes. The stakes are fakes when it comes to Survivor Series these days. I mean, why not just have the teams again? Get your whole roster out there. I mean, they pretty much got their whole roster out there. Why not get the gobbledygooker out there again? Oh, the gobbledygooker was there. It was our truth There were some great R-Truth segments. This was pretty entertaining. I gotta say, if you are thinking about watching Survivor Series, go ahead and watch it because the second half of the pay-per-view was pretty good. It was pretty good. The Ronda versus Charlotte match, uh, I enjoyed. Ronda put on a great. Uh, she got her. She got beat. Uh, Charlotte kind of uh, short circuited at the end there. Beat her up. She looked like a, 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 a disheveled porcupine at the end. And I, I gotta say, I enjoyed watching this haggard, disheveled Charlotte beat beat the beat the tar out of Ronda Rousey. Yeah, uh, Daniel Bryan took on uh, Brock Lesnar. And uh, it was a good match. He gave Brock a run for his money, but I guess Brock's still going to be the champion. I mean, no championship belts were on the line. Nothing was really on the line except reputation. And anyway, they're all ignoring it after the fact, so it doesn't really matter. On Raw, next, they, they beat down Braun Strowman. They broke their promises. I mean, WWE is kind of a mess right now. It's kind of a mess. There's lots of good things going on. But I think what's happening is they saw that Becky and Char and, and Ronda was going to be such a big match. They wanted to put it off for a little while. They want to put it off till WrestleMania. I don't know if they want to put it off till they can figure out some kind of four-horse woman versus four-horse women story. Maybe that's what we're going to see. But I think that the booking committee wants to put this off till WrestleMania because it's the best thing they got going now. Daniel Bryan gave a promo on uh, SmackDown last night. And he is the new Daniel Bryan now. He kind of reminded me of Gollum. He was dressed like Kurt Cobain, but he's obsessed over the belt. And he says that the yes movement is dumb and is dead, even though it still says yes on the side plates. I assume he's going to get those changed soon. But uh, I would like to see Daniel Bryan go against Brock Lesnar again. Daniel Bryan said uh, he let Brock Lesnar beat the old Daniel Bryan out of him. Now he's the new Daniel Bryan. Um... 
man, what else happened? Dean Ambrose was on Raw. He gave a weird promo. It was strange. Uh, I recommend Survivor Series. Go ahead and watch it. This is just kind of a weird week in wrestling. I mean, Survivor Series is the original extra pay-per-view on top of WrestleMania. I love the old Survivor Series. If they were to do it now uh, with five-on-five teams the whole time, I mean, who won? Braun, Drew, and Bobby Lashley won the <laughs> Survivor Series match for Raw. But who cares? They want it for Raw. What do you get? You don't even get a trophy. Shane has a trophy, but Smack, SmackDown lost everything in Survivor Series. It's, it's just ridiculous. I think it's just there's been a lot of trouble because they tried to make Becky the bad guy and everybody cheered. They tried to make Charlotte a bad guy and, and everybody cheered. Everybody's cheering for the bad guys. Uh, what's interesting to me is that it seems like the audience is turning on Ronda Rousey, who was, of course, a multi-million dollar sign. Uh, sign he to the WWE, who's supposed to be their cash cow. And it's interesting to see the WWE audience kind of turn on her, want to see her get a beat up. Um, you know, kind of the way I feel about Matt Riddle. Uh, these are people from MMA. They're coming in. Shayna Baszler, by far, has uh, taken to it uh, the best, I believe. She is going to be a star for a long, 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 long time after this full whole four Horsewomen business that uh, Vince probably hopes is big business. Vince McMahon, that is. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's interesting. The Saudi Arabia uh, scandal where Evolution gets announced, and then it's announced that WWE actually made a 10-year deal with Saudi Arabia for a bunch of pay-per-views every year. Rather than just doing the greatest Royal Rumble gets announced, people start talking about Evolution being just kind of a consolation prize for the women. Um, and then... Becky Star takes off into the sky, and everybody's following it. Everybody's into it. I got to admit, I was a little annoyed with Becky for turning on her friend for no reason and kind of turning into a bully. I was annoyed that people were cheering. But now that she is kind of the she's kind of the, the WWE horse against these MMA people, I got to say, I'm kind of behind her. I'm behind that. These are wrestlers. They're not MMA people. I don't want to watch Matt Riddle stick his dirty feet on people while he's stoned. I want to see uh, WWE and wrestlers reclaim their authority, and I think that's what's going to happen. Anyway, it's too much to cover. It's ridiculous. No one can follow the writing. Dean Ambrose said some offensive things in his preview, and if you love wrestling... Uh, just keep watching like I do. And we'll see you next week. Happy Thanksgiving, and thanks for listening to Ring of Tyranny. Good night! Alan John's Ring of Tyranny was recorded at a secret location in Texas. Uh, we thank you very much for listening um, if you have any questions, feel free to email BernieProsito at gmail.com or 3HorsesRadio at gmail.com. That's the number three. Uh, thank you again for listening. Come back. There's going to be more episodes. Uh, we'll probably have some t-shirts and maybe some mixtapes coming out. At some point, we'll figure out a way you can donate. Uh, keep this ad free. And uh, Alan wants you all to know he loves his little warriors. And... Uh, He wants you to keep fighting the good fight.